Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. We are live with the Combat Cast, and we're about to get things started talking about this week's Fight Night card, Hermanson and Joe Pfeiffer. But before we do that, Chevy, tell people we got coming up. All right, February 17th, UFC 298, Volkanovski versus Topuria. Huge uh, featherweight matchup. And then February 24th, UFC Fight Night Moreno versus Roy Val 2 from Mexico. Probably also talk about the PFL versus Bellator uh, champs card that weekend as well. And then March 2nd, uh, there is a UFC Fight Night, but there is... Uh, the main event is to be determined currently, so um, we'll talk about whoever it is. Pro- not a good sign, though, if it hasn't been hasn't been uh, put out there yet. And that's usually a never good sign, um, but like I said, we'll see what happens. Um, so I'm going to gloss over. Speaking of not a good sign, <laughs> I'm just going to gloss over before we get into this episode. This past week's fight night card. Um, I'm an off and Chevy and Mivov and Dolades. Dolades, yeah, Dolades and I'm off. I'll just say uh, I watched this with a friend. Uh, I'm off was in pretty much control of this fight. Um, I thought you know was able to take him down, and uh, there was one instance uh, where I can't even remember. I can't this fight again. Was not very exciting, but there was a a, a foul at one point, uh, and I'm off got a point taken away, and maybe that's somehow they came up with this majority draw where one person had a draw, but I didn't see it being that competitive. You know, I'm off got the win. Uh, the co-main event, uh, Mokano and uh, Drew Dober. Um, I thought that was a little more competitive. Dober came out like we thought he would, you know, throwing hands. They both came out throwing hands, but Dober looked a little stronger, but then. Dober uh, got taken to the ground, and uh, he didn't look like he really knew what to do with Mokano. You know, he didn't know how to, like, uh, combat that. Like, he tried. You know, he definitely tried to get his back, but Mokano's jiu-jitsu and his ability once they got to the ground uh, was far superior than Dober's. And Did so Drew, I, I like, land any punches on him? He did. He did. And Dober yeah. caught, uh, Mokano took him like a champ in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see, like, Again, that was early on, and Mokano was also firing off some good leg kicks in the very beginning of that first round, too. And um, uh, the big issue, I would say, was they would get into scrambles, and Dober would lose to scrambles, you know? Like, he would just end up on the bottom. And once he was on the bottom, Mokano was, you know, fairly in control. Mm-hmm. You know? So, Mokano's going to be an interesting fight fighter at lightweight, but obviously this is a super stacked division, so we'll see how... Uh, it plays out. But overall, not a very exciting uh, card. You had mentioned off-air Molly McCann got a win by armbar. I'm sure the UFC's happy about that. She's in a new weight class, so 
new little lease for life on her. We'll see how she does. Regardless, she's always a name, and she's somebody they can pump up when they get on those UK shows. And also, she went down, so she's cutting that weight. Um, definitely requires more discipline. So if you need more discipline in weight cutting or whatever, it's going to leak over to all aspects of your life. So that can only help her fighting. So um, if it's not such a detriment to cut the weight, you know, the discipline will help her. I'm sure. For sure. For sure. I, um, I mean, I wish her nothing but luck. Mom, it's great to have people with name value and whether it's association through Patty or her exciting fights in the UK and the UK crowd loving her, she has a name value. It also makes her a target for other people in the weight class. She's going to probably get the best of potential opponents, even fights that people think she's going to win. Those women are going to elevate their game because they want to, you know, get some name recognition off of right. Hype, hype is on the line, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it means I, something. I heard Moicano had a crazy. Oh. Post fight speech or whatever, too. Yeah, I can't even begin to remember, but it's just Rainbow Cotton. A lot of F bombs, you know, tell DC. Fucking great. It's great to fucking be back here. I heard he wanted, he said he wanted to be a cop so he could kill bad guys. Yes. Um, <laughs> and guy. I, I also saw, <laughs> excuse me, I saw that online he said uh, he wants to see Patty Pimblett. And Drew Dober fight so you can see how tough Patty Pimblett is. And then Patty said, I'll fight you. And so, you know, genius marketing for Moicano if he was trying to get the Patty fight, because I, I think that's a good jump up for uh for Patty. Yeah, interesting fight because of uh the weight class, you know, what kind of he can go both up. ways. Yeah, can, yeah. You know. So that's and Patty's fought at both weights before too, not in the UFC, but over in England. That's so funny. That's such a Mokano thing to do, too. I'm going to try to act like I'm getting this fight for Dover, or maybe he even is, but I'm going to end up with the fight. (laughs) And I get it. Like, it's kind of a slight on the pride of Patty in the most, like, you know, subtle, but like very effective ways. Cause you're basically saying, Hey, let's see how good this guy is. Can he beat the guy that I just beat? And of course, naturally, he's like, Beat your ass. Yeah. That's pretty good. If that is what his plan was. Awesome. I hope it works out for him and he gets that fight. Um, hey, he's already getting a little recognition for these wild post-fight interviews. So, you know what? Maybe have him take Patty Shine if he can. And if he can't take Patty Shine, well, then good on you because then you have something maybe special growing with Patty, too. Because I would say even with the weight class, given Tony Ferguson's um, stab point in career where he is, that uh, McConnell would be the most well-rounded fighter that patty would have beaten if he mm-hmm. beats him yeah so. true all right let's let's move on to this week's card um seven Thanks. another 7 p.m uh main card start time we're just gonna get right into this co-main event uh dan Ige versus andre feely dan Ige, john uh, andre touchy feely andre touchy feely is 23 10 and 1 10 knockouts three subs 10 decisions um He's got a uh, performance of the night uh, over Benitez. Uh, he's got like two performances. He's tied. This, uh, this is what I thought was an interesting stat. He is tied for most uh, split decision wins at UFC featherweight division history. <laughs> so with three. So I guess that means he can win a close fight. God yeah. damn it. So 
So he's two and two in his last four, four fights, coming off a win. Ige, 17 and seven, five KOs, five subs, seven decisions. He's won two out of the last three. Uh, prior to that, was on a three fight losing streak, though, and he is coming off a loss. Uh, performance of the night three times. Ige is an exciting fighter, but he hasn't felt very consistent lately. I would argue Andre Feely, despite being a very exciting fighter, win-wise has not been very consistent in his career. So it's an interesting fight coming up. If we had this fight, I would say before that initial three-fight losing streak Ige was on a little while back, I would say, ah, I'll take Ige all day. I feel like both these guys are at points of career. This is going to be a pretty competitive fight. Um, I'm going to go Feely. I think Feely's going to get this done. I don't know. I want Maybe I want to believe this guy's going to put it together now because he's always shown to me like a very excited fighter and stuff like that, but uh, we'll see. I'm going to go Feely by decision. Yeah, I'm with you. Interesting fight. Both guys have struggled the last few years, um, but they're not past their primes yet. No. Um, I, I think it's really just who can bring their A game uh, to the fight, and Feely has the momentum currently. A uh, little bit of an uptick in in his performances lately, so uh, I'm leaning towards him. I think it's going to be a war, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking Feely by decision. Yeah. So there you go. So we'll see. Should be a fun co-main event, though. All yeah. right, main event. Right, let's, let's get into this main event. I am excited for this fight. This is very interesting to me. So Jack Hermanson versus Joe Pfeiffer. All right, Hermanson. This guy's got a uh, 23 and eight record, 11 KOs, six subs, eight decisions. Uh, fight of the night once, uh, performance of the night uh, one time. Most significant strikes landed in a five-round heavyweight fight against uh, Jacare Souza. That's interesting just because, you know, uh, landed in a five-round middleweight bout. You know, this guy comes to play in those championship fights. Uh, I don't always mention regional titles, but Cage Warrior is a pretty successful promotion. He's had two successful uh, title defenses there when he was champ. Uh, he was undefeated. He's also had other uh, regional titles, too. This is a guy, uh, besides the UFC, has been on a championship level. So this is a great test for Joe Pfeiffer, who's been really looking very impressive lately. Pfeiffer 12-2, and two, eight KOs, three subs, one decision only, three and an O in the UFC, all finishes, and he had a finish in the Contender Series to get here. Pfeiffer has looked Really good. But again, this will probably be his stiffest matchup. I say he puts it together. Joe Pfeiffer is a believe, making me a believer. I like what I see out of him. I think it's not going to be just a first round finish. Like, you know, he's been, I don't think he's just going to go out there and crush Hermanson. I think it's competitive, maybe even a little bit, but I think round two, round three. Uh, I'm going to go even round two because I think Pfeiffer is. Going to show everybody he disguised the real deal. I'll say round two, TKO. Yeah, I think Joe can be a top five guy right now. Uh, Jack isn't the style that suits him best, though. So I think it's good matchmaking to mm. test him and bring him along. Um, Jack's number 10, I think, in the rankings. Joe's not ranked yet. So this is a pretty good jump in mm-hmm. into the rankings for him. Um, if Jack is smart and avoids all striking at any cost, he can definitely win this fight, though. His grappling's very good. Uh, his wrestling's good. He can stall Joe out um, in the clinch and and try to, you know, just slow the fight down. Um, 
And if he does that, he could get a late submission or something if Joe gets tired or he can win a decision. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, it, I mean, every fight starts on the feet. So you got to engage at some point. And I think it only takes one for Joe. I'm pretty sure that Pfeiffer broke Francis and Ganu's yes. record on the punch machine. And he's a middleweight. And Francis is Francis, obviously. So some controversy with that. I don't remember, but. It happened. He did it like three times. So um, he's got the power to put anyone to sleep. And I, I think that's what he does here. I'm going to say uh, he gets a round one KO. I, I think mm. Jack comes in, tries to be cautious. Uh, Joe stuffs the first takedown attempt and finishes him. Okay. And I felt bad about almost saying second round. Uh TKO because how tough Jack is and you're going first all the way and you obviously respect Jack too a lot so uh, alright so obviously you can see we're on board the Joe Pfeiffer train we think he's the real deal we'll find out this weekend if we're correct yeah alright let's let's get into the schedule uh, February 17th UFC 298 Volkanovski versus Taporia looking very much towards getting these stacked cards again. It's been uh, yes. a little late lately. So yes. uh, February 24th, UFC Fight Night Moreno versus Roy Val 2 uh, in Mexico. And then we'll talk a little bit about the PFL and Bellator champ uh, card. And then March 2nd, there's a UFC Fight Night. Don't know who's fighting, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, and I think some point in March too, uh, Joshua and Nagano is coming in March too. At some point, I'm not sure what's the date on that, but I believe that is in March. I think it's like the day before, the same day as UFC 299. That's right. We discussed yeah. that. Yep. So, so a lot of March is going to bring in some good combat sports when we get there too. So, good stuff coming up, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Can't wait to talk about UFC 298 next week so should be fun see you guys all right so that wraps us up for this week thank you again for listening to the working fans podcast so as always you can find us on twitter at fans working our facebook page is working fans wrestling pod we have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also that's working fans wrestling pod at gmail.com follow us on instagram working fans wrestling underscore pod and then as always please Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.